Welcome to the Better Births, Better Babies podcast, where we help you reclaim the confidence and assurance that you need to thrive in motherhood. On this podcast, we're having authentic conversations among sisters and friends about raising our babies, because we believe life is fuller and more rich when you live and learn in community. So grab your earbuds and some coffee and listen while you tackle your to-do list. Let's get started. How's it going? Angela here with Hannah and Sarah. I always say that because sometimes Hannah's not here. It's just me and Sarah. So yeah, she lives far away. We live far away. But anyway, well, today we are talking about strange pregnancy trends. Now, let me just preface this by saying before (laughs) somebody emails us and is like, I did that. That's not weird. We are not judging, but I definitely have some questions because (laughs) I read these things and I was just like, um, what? So if any of these things resonate with you because you participated in them, please know we are not trying to judge you. We're not making fun of you. I just need some clarification on a few things. That is all. So, um, should we just Mm -hmm. jump right in? Okay. Um, I learned about something called a lotus birth. So I can read this or you guys can say like what it is. What would you prefer? You want me to read what the article says? Whatever you want to do. Okay. It says that when a baby is born, most parents snip the long fleshy umbilical cord as soon as the birth is over. With a lotus birth, however, Parents allow the cord to remain attached to the placenta until it breaks naturally. Some moms and dads even opt to carry the placenta around in a pouch or a bowl attached to the still-connected umbilical cord and what might be the worst purse design ever. I did not write this article. These are not my words. So, anyway. Um, okay. Okay. I've never had a baby. If you're new here, I've never had a baby. I just feel like a newborn is hard enough, and then you got to carry a placenta around. Yeah, it's like you got two babies. You got the newborn and then the placenta. I just, well, mm. (laughs) and here's the thing, like, like, where did you get the bowl? Like, did you just say like, oh, by the way, we really want to keep the I mean, placenta some of them are attached? Metal bowls. Yeah, just like a. Bowl. Can someone bring me a bowl from the cafeteria? Yeah, they no, probably they have, have one. Ready. They have they have metal bowls in the hospital. But they also could. I mean, you could bring a lot of these. Are, well, not I want to say a lot. I don't actually know this, but it's many of them are home births. Yeah. 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 Pro- possibly, we're making speculations here, mm-hmm. but I also think it's important to know that like, this is how some people feel like they need to practice whether it be religiously or like personally Mm -hmm. they will put incense on the placenta like like things that smell good what does it mean exactly when it says that the cord they literally breaks naturally it dries up yes you know how the umbilical cord falls off normally yes well it's like that but it's attached to a placenta still, and it'll just fall off. There's no off. clamp, so it's a kind. It, it's like the it's, whole. But cord. isn't the placenta like? I mean, like it's an organ. It isn't like it inherently useless once the baby is born, because the baby doesn't need it anymore. So some people, yeah, but some people think that 
which could I haven't really done any research, but that it could we did not research this provide more nutrients. But it actually is beneficial to keep the baby attached to the umbilical cord yes. for like a little bit after birth. You shouldn't just clamp it right away. They are finding, not. But, I mean, that is definitely a proven thing. But not, Hospitals are finally starting to practice where they don't immediately deliver the baby and clamp the cord, which used to be standard practice. Yes. At, often, and now we let the course. The we the mm-hmm. ideal thing is to let the cord stop pulsating, but the lotus birth takes it a step further. And, and some moms want to actually deliver their placenta before they cut the baby off. Right. Cord, which I really haven't done research on that either. But a lot of moms are very like adamant about the fact that they want to have their baby and then deliver the placenta and leave it attached for a significant amount of time. But the lotus birth is kind of the idea that like your baby stays connected until yeah, it falls so like, off on its own. You're saying baby comes out, baby gets put on mom's yes. chest. Cord They're still attached cut. to the placenta. Mom holds baby while she bursts the placenta. And then and even cut. still, it gets put in a bowl. the placenta in mm-hmm. a bowl. Yes. Okay. And it I just mean, is a little bit more of a delay. Basically, the, the whole idea is that it's not being rushed because... Yeah. But I will say, after the cord stops pulsating, they're probably not getting much from the placenta. Correct. I would, yeah. I would be and surprised And once it's disconnected from mom, like... Yeah. They're That's the whole point. The placenta Honestly, is there to help. like talking about it is not nearly as. It the, just, it's the pictures, people. It's okay, the pictures. But, but okay, I will. On this note, is this something? This is something I learned about working at the hospital, like one of the hospitals I worked at, and it actually was something they were very supportive of in the birthing center that I delivered in. However, they started having problems sending babies home and them getting like blood infections yeah. because yeah. it's an organ that is connected that's dying straight to the baby's straight to the baby's bloodstream so yeah. like if it doesn't dry up effectively like that is br- a breeding ground for bacteria yeah. so right. a lot of times these now are like all done not they're not you not done have in, it in the hospital and be yeah. sent home no that makes holding sense your that makes sense in a bag <laughs> Ugh. Like, even when you say it like that, I'm just like, ooh. Okay. I mean, it's an organ, and it looks like an organ. It looks kind of like a liver. Yeah, okay, so let's <laughs> let's move on to the second one, which is not, it's really not working for me at all. Like, literally at all. This is a good one. It's just really not working for me. Okay, so this is called a free birth or an unassisted birth. This is when a woman gives birth without any medical help. Hours of labor with just the mother and her partner, no doctors or midwives. Not only is there no medical presence, but parents committed to the concept also may forgo, like, any checkups or anything. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, here is the thing. Again, if you have participated in a free birth, honestly, high five. You deserve some free Chick-fil-A. No insurance. No insurance payout. You don't, it's free. But honestly, it totally free. you did it by yourself. High five. Go get totally some Chick-fil-A. Free, Angela. What I cannot accept. Okay. What I cannot <laughs> accept about this photo is it's literally a dad holding his baby attached to the placenta. The placenta so looks they, like it has been wrapped it. in some bounty paper towels and put in the sink. And the dad's just sitting on the side of the toilet holding the baby while the plant... I'm just like, what is happening? And then even more disturbing... So that is a free birth combined with a lotus birth. I guess. Yep. And then even more <laughs> disturbing is that you can order free birth kits on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Hey friends, we are taking a quick break to tell you about the Better Births, Better Babies community. Inside you'll find resources that expand on many of the topics we discuss on the show and an encouraging active community of mamas who are just trying to figure this parenting thing out too. Go to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com and click join now to start your free 14 days. That's betterbirthsbetterbabies.com. We'll see y'all inside. I mean, then it becomes not a free birth. You probably pay $100 yeah, for that for kit. Yeah, for that kit. So really, what comes in the kit? I don't um, know. Probably an umbilical cord clamp and some scissors yeah. and some, you know, I some chucks know. pads. That actually would be really interesting to we look should, at. We should have looked this up. Yeah, we should have. Okay, so I'm ha- sure it's some chucks pads, which you put down to make sure you don't get blood everywhere. But, you know, all of those things. Like, you've got to have. I mean, yeah, there's just a lot. Like, <laughs> blankets. I'm sure a lot of that, like gauze, everything that you would uh, need. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like, have you guys ever talked to anyone who's done this or met anyone who's done this? I have not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure that there have been. I think it's probably not Families about. that have come to the NICU and their babies. They've had prior babies. Or, yeah. Or, okay. like, yeah. they had their baby at home with no one there. I, like, I probably heard that. Well. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So... Yes. My answer to that question is yes. I have taken care of a patient who was very confident about her free birth experiences. She was on baby number, like, maybe nine or ten. All of her, like, I don't want to give too many descriptors. I won't. But, like, basically... She had a lot of kids. She had a lot of kids. And I think it's important to know that, like, people's logic for this i think is that other countries they people do it all the time you know so like women have their babies out in the fields and come back like i mean that's just the way that certain places practice it so in a like essentially (laughs) i was really trying to like i just felt stunned but this was her last infant and they had like some issue like some heart issues that they noted on an ultrasound and the dad decided like I don't feel comfortable delivering this baby at home. And so the mom, I was talking to her and she was like, I don't even want to be here right now. And I was like, well, clearly you're, you know, the ba- this baby was like needed care. Needed, yeah. So I'm really glad that the dad made that decision, but, um, it just puts you in that position of like not having that kind of care after birth, you know? Yeah. So, um, it like, I don't know. I think that that, yeah. I just remember feeling kind of stunned. She was like, yeah, my husband's delivered, like, the first baby she had in the hospital, and her husband delivered every single other one besides that last, like, the first one and the last yeah, one. Yeah, like, with in the, a And then way, she was like, we bought all of our kits on Amazon, and yes. he delivered one by the kitchen table. And I was like, that is so neat. So, <laughs> like, what so you- I just found a kit online. I'm just right now doing some research, and it can includes 24 underpads, one queen-size mattress cover, 12 gauze squares, two pairs of disposable gloves, one placenta bag, one garbage bag, <laughs> one laundry bag, one recycling bag, one cord clamp, and two hydrating drink mixes. Oh. And there's postpartum supplies, which has, like, mesh underwear, maternity pads, peri bottles, and then maternity products. And then it says at the end, peace of mind... How much does it cost? It is $120. Okay. I mean, that's probably the cheapest a lot of people have had a baby if they're not in the military. Well, yeah. You know? Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to throw... Okay. Let me... Hold on. Back up. I want to say this. I do think there's something like endearing to my like single, unmarried, un-not mother heart about this idea that like my husband would deliver my babies, you know? Like that feel... In a way that like feels sweet to me. 
But I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have, like, the gusto to just, like, do it at home. But a lot of midwives will the husband catch the baby. Like, right. you can have baby yeah. catchers and have I mean, attended medically. But, I mean, and we, like, and we're for the spectrum. Like, my sister and I were both born at home, yeah, you know? And- so it's like, we, we, we've, we, yeah, we're exposed to the spectrum of what people do. And we're comfortable with aspects of all, you know, way places to deliver a baby I guess is what I'm trying yes to say. well and when my mom had our younger brother the doctor just told her to reach down and pull him up onto her after like his head had come out and yeah. so she like literally delivered like the rest of her baby yeah besides his head and she just yeah she just so. did that I mean you see videos of moms giving birth in cars and things like that I mean these moments are where you realize that you should have a plan and then maybe another plan and that more than yourself should yeah. know. The plan. Okay. Yes. We did not talk about this one beforehand, but it's in the article. And so I'm bringing it up. Okay. Orgasmic birth. Oh, so I basically it is saying this. that some lucky women have a different experience other than pain. They have what is known as an orgasmic or ecstatic birth. Yes. I do think there was pain involved. But there's other things involved. Yes. But it's kind of saying that, like, if you are familiar with your body's anatomy and you have your, you know, husband's support, like, you could have an orgasm birth. I'm sure it would help with some pain. Yes, I'm sure. And I I do know that it is a thing. And we don't, because we don't practice a lot of home births and, like, births in more of a private setting in the comfort of your own home. We don't talk about intimacy during labor, but that really is a huge birthing like technique that a lot of people say is actually very helpful where it's like, like that's why a lot of people prefer to dance with their spouse while they're laboring or like have their arms around them. And then even further, a lot of people say that like kissing or making out in labor significantly reduces the pain feeling in a contraction. They also tell you to laugh if you can, like, like, Which that is so funny because, like, but in these the are... movies, the women are always like, "Don't touch me! Right. You did this to <laughs> <Right>. me!" <laughs> exactly. But the Get cra- out. but the crazy thing is, is because in America, our biggest concern is pain avoidance during right. labor. Yeah, we don't talk about like natural pain relieving techniques very seriously. And, but that is definitely one that is discussed in a lot of like natural birth books is that like yeah i think that like what's hard for me shouldn't be surprised by that yeah i think what's hard for me to like imagine is that like sometimes i'm just like so uncomfortable just when i have like period cramps the idea of like making out with someone while i'm in labor is just like but that's what though like sex is actually supposed to help with it completely relaxes your pelvic floor during not not period wise but like when you're in labor right intimacy and the release of oxytocin completely relaxes your pelvic floor but what about like i don't know maybe this is too much we might have to put about boob leaking well yeah we might have to put the explicit tab on this one but what about like your like your whole vagina your cervix all of it is like dilating so but that not the place where you would have an orgasm (laughs) right but that's what i'm saying it's like you're not talking about like literal like penetrative sex no. during labor. You're just talking about no. other types no, of intimacy. No, no, no. 
Well, you can have an orgasm without having penetrative sex. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like like a sensational thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just that there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot going on. And I also think too, that there's like labor is a prolonged experience. And so you kind of have to get into the groove. Right. And it's kind of a mind out of body experience. And so... There's like I know, odd listen, things that can happen. Mark my words, people. Whenever the Lord chooses to give me a husband and I have babies, I bet I will do some stuff. But like, and I'll correct. look back on it and be like, I never thought. But I'm. I'd do but that. I will say, Hannah. Hannah mentioned it. Like that does not mean you're not experiencing pain just because you experience an orgasmic yeah. labor. Like yeah. you probably have had some level of pain, but like. Hannah was also saying pain is like highly linked to pleasure in your brain. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's well, that's why it's very common for like people to, when they have sex to also like, there's pain involved. Like there's weird thing, you know, but you got that no, whole I say weird. weird. I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, there's pain and pleasure. Like that there's together. a lot of social taboos yes. that mix. Pain oh, and like pleasure. Like S and M and whatever. That's it, why those mm-hmm. things are. We know of them because similar to why you'd yes. be experiencing uh, yeah, orgasm no, in sense. labor. It's all. It's like that Rihanna song. In a similar. What? I'm, the one that's sex in the air. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what, oh, I was no. like singing it in my head, but I couldn't get the words out. I just, Chains like, and whips to excite me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, no. The other thing that I just remembered why? too was in Grey's Anatomy, there is an episode where one of the OB doctors basically tells the mom like that, or the parents, the mom and dad that like. It'll help with pain if she, like, has an orgasm. So maybe Grey's Anatomy is definitely top-notch medical advice, too. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Um, eating the placenta. So I know this is something that people talk about a lot because people will, like, um, encapsulate the placenta. But apparently there's also an article in Cosmopolitan Magazine back in 2017 where a guy, like, literally cooked his wife's placenta, like, into a stew and ate it in, like, a stew form. Yeah. Well, okay. This comes from, like, way before all of this. There's a lot of animals that eat their placentas. There right. Is. So, yes. there's, and most, they're all mammals. And so, like, that then moves on into a lot of, there's a lot of tribal groups that, practice that and more of like the actual cooking of yes. recipes with it which is right so there's a lot of people that like who decide to think critically which good on them and i i would admit that i've been there too like i was just kind of thinking about why do we have such severe postpartum depression you know you deliver your placenta and your placenta actually takes over your hormones as a mom, like yeah, as a pregnant woman. and your second and third trimester. And your second and third trimester. So think about that. You go into labor and you deliver the placenta and you've immediately tanked your hormones, which is right. a phenomenal trigger for breastfeeding. That's a, like, That's what, my yeah. breastfeeding t- educator, which I didn't even know this, she actually founded the career of lactation consultant. So I would say what she has to say, there's a lot of weight in, yeah, for but sure. like she basically says, as long as your placenta comes out, that's your body. Like mechanically, there's a severe drop in progesterone and that's exactly what triggers breast milk in pretty much like every woman that has a baby there, it, there will be a breast milk trigger once the placenta is delivered. Right. And so then in my mind, I was thinking like, well, we know low progesterone is what causes depression and what causes like 
teariness and feeling like moody and just like forget, you know, all of that, the instability. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why not put it in, like dry it up, encapsulate it and take it as your morning pill. I know. know? But the thing is, is like, I feel like the time would not be on your side in that scenario because essentially what we talked about with the lotus birth lotus birth thing is that like the placenta is essentially tissue that's dying as soon as the blood stops flowing. But it's still rich in iron and like your body created it. Mm-hmm. So that this is right, all the but stuff like that. If you're having your baby in Cincinnati, Ohio, like you're probably having to send your placenta off somewhere. No, there's to get a lot of doulas that do it locally and they get it back to you that. very quickly. And you get it in pill form in a bottle. You usually pay anywhere from probably around 500 bucks to do it. But something I found out that is concerning is that now it is bubbling up to the surface that a lot of lactation consultants are seeing moms who have decided to do that practice are struggling with breast milk supply. Well, that makes sense if you're putting mm-hmm. progesterone back, back into, into your, your body. Correct. Yeah. You're signaling your body to like that that drop in progesterone is no longer there. Yeah. I also wonder too, I mean, I haven't done any research on this. If you guys have, you can speak up. If there is a correlation in just like postpartum depression rates maybe being lower among women who breastfeed because my thought would be that like biologically the female body is designed pretty much to do exactly what you just said. Like give birth to the baby, give birth to to the placenta, trigger breastfeeding. And so every single time if you breastfeed, breastfeeding is the next step, yeah. wouldn't that help to put the hormones back? Uh, it doesn't put the hormones back, but it is like literally medication. Every time you breastfeed, your body releases oxytocin, yeah. which is the happy hormone. Right. So if you just think about it, so it's, it's like, like you literally taking an antidepressant every yeah. couple of hours, which is really, really, really cool if you think about it. And like if people are definitely and predisposed you're to depression. Life. Yeah, yeah, like that's a huge body. way to like help support yourself. So not just with your body, with your nipples. With your nips and your powerful, breasts. powerful nips. So <laughs> Okay, well, this has been enlightening in more ways than one. Some I could have done without, some I'm thankful to know. So anyway, if you guys have any other fun or interesting um pregnancy, childbirth, stories, stories, methods, methods, whatever. (laughs) We love to hear them. Feel free to send us a message at betterbirthsbetterbabies.com slash support. But that's all the time we have for today. So thanks, y'all. Hey y'all, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We would love to meet you inside our community. So head on over to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com to join. You'll immediately be welcomed into an amazing group of like-minded mamas and you'll be inspired and encouraged in your own motherhood journey. We'll see you there.